Being an expert on general automotive knowledge, what would the correct ignition timing be on a 1955 Bel Air Chevrolet with a 327 cubic inch engine and a full barrel carburetor? It is a trick question. Watch this. Because Chevy didn't make a 327 in 55. The 327 didn't come out till 62. And it wasn't offered in the Bel Air with a four barrel carb till 64. However, in 1964, the correct ignition timing will be four degrees before top dead center. Get ready for another hour of Drive Radio, brought to you by Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. Got a question for the experts? Then give them a call, 303-477-5600. Now it's time to pop the hood and get our hands dirty. Drive Radio on KLZ 560 The Source. All right, we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for tuning in today. We appreciate it very much. And... uh, we are live again. Red Lion Run Car Truck Bike Show, Laprino Foods. This has been going on for over 20 years. 38th and Quivis is the actual uh, corner that we're on, I guess you could say. Best way to do it is if you're ready to come see us or you're going to get over in this direction, just uh, type into your mapping program, whatever that is. Laprino Foods, it'll take you right to us. It's really easy. Uh, Paul Nigro was a. Uh, kind enough every year to invite us to be a part of this, which we're very fortunate to do, and we really appreciate being here, uh, group insurance analysts, of course. Jeff Kitty floating around somewhere. We'll get him back on here in a moment. Bob Bell joining us now, though, from Food for Thought. Hello, John. How Bob, are you? how are you? I'm great. Always a joy having you, sir. Good to be with you. We talked in the last couple hours both a little bit about, you know, your your charity, what you guys do, how you do it, and all of that. And Paul's been kind to really kind of speak for you, but we wanted Excellent. to get Thank the you. want to get the main guy over here, so... <laughs> Honored to be here. Thank you for having us. So tell us, tell us, and for those maybe that haven't heard before, some some of my listeners, you know, they're here and they listen every year, but some of those that maybe tune in just today don't know who you are. So talk about yourself for a moment well, and your organization. Yeah, more about the organization. I mean, we're all just a bunch of North Denver guys that, um, gosh, it's been coming on 12 years ago, just, uh, you know, learned about a bunch of little guys in the local grade schools here that didn't have a way to eat over the weekend as, as crazy as that sounds. And I'm sure your listeners are scratching their heads saying, you know, how can that be exactly how it landed on us? It was like, how could that be? But we simply went over to a couple of those schools right here in North Denver and uh, learned about the kids that basically they're, they're high free and reduced population schools. And these kids, after they get their hot breakfast and hot lunch on Friday, by and large, go home with no clear path to eat until they get back to school on Monday morning. And we heard about it and thought, well, gosh, that's that's, right. that's crazy. Right. Be able to let's fix, fix that. that. Yeah, let's fix this. And that was at that's this time it was one school, Columbian Elementary, 40th and Federal, and we just got a bunch of us together and said, hey, let's figure out how to get a bag of food to those kids on Friday. And the commitment. And it grew. Yeah, yeah, and you know, in how how many schools now are you doing? We're in seventy-eight schools. Seventy-eight. Wow. Which, seventy-eight. Schools. You know, I was wow. just telling some cats right around the corner here. You know, you want to jump up on the table and say, "Boy, aren't we something?" But we got seventy-eight schools. But the, the truth is, it's embarrassing that there's seventy-eight yeah, schools true. full of that level of poverty and the and kids for no. It's no fault it's of not theirs. Their, yeah, I said that in the last couple hours, right? Bob. I mean, this they, isn't the kids' fault. No, I mean they just they at just, all. They just for, they, they have no choice for a hundred different reasons that you know I don't even want to go into without tearing up on the radio. Right. Like, well, how can this be? All I can tell you is that it is a fact that these kids don't eat. So uh, we've we've met a lot of great people like yourselves, and they've you know the two components of food for thought are that we're going to feed every kid in every school. So as not to stigmatize any kid and have them say, you've got to stand over there because you, you wait for later. No, we, we're, we know 90% of those kids need it, so we just do every kid in every school. And then we 
we insist to do it without a penny of overhead. So we don't have a truck. We don't have an employee. We don't have a building. We, we, don't, we work under the Colfax Viaduct 36 weeks of the year uh, on the shoulders of guys like Paul and GIA and, and 100 guys that right. are around this right. space right now that just say, look, if you promise we're not going to put one penny to overhead, then we'll carry the weight. And right now, John, if you can imagine, our food bill, the only thing we buy is the food. Um, from the food bank of the Rockies, we spend $1.2 million a year wow. on food wow. and nothing else. And if we have one need, just like today, you know, people say, well, let's do a car show and give you all the money. And we take every, awesome. every penny of that money and buy food. That's awesome. It's, and it's, Good job. And, and that's how many food bags a week now that's going Well, out? it's 26,000 bags uh, every month wow. that we do. Wow. You know, and we do wow. that between 4.30 in the morning and 8.30 in the morning every Friday. Uh, rain, sleet, snow, hail, doesn't matter. You cannot keep these people from showing up under that bridge and making it happen. Because awesome. once you meet these kids, you just can't. People ask all the time, well, how do you, how do you keep people motivated? I'm like, the kids they were do. kids too. Yeah. You can't you can't walk away and say, well, I'll bet they're okay now, when you know they're not. Right. So uh, we've been. Well, and it's you know, different question. What yeah. do they do during the summer? Yeah, I usually try. What to do these get, kids I do? I usually try to get off the radio before you ask me that. Thanks a lot. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole other need, right? Yeah. Oh, it is. You know, yeah. and you really don't have any way. Re- my point is, you don't have a way to reach them. You got it exactly right. You know, when we started, we needed the summer just to refund sure. the program. The truth is now. We learned during COVID, we simply can't find these kids. When they get out of school, 30% of them just disappear. Right. Mexico, they go home, whatever it is. But you cannot, they don't, they're not stable. They're not here. In any way, shape, or form. They're not here. Yeah. So somebody smarter than us will figure out how to do something for them in the summer. No, it's just something I was wondering because, and I kind of of figured that it gets harder because you just don't know where they are. Just don't know. You can't track them as well. When they're in school, you know where they're at every Friday and it makes it easy. That's why. And, you know, we've learned, and I don't mean this like it sounds, but if you put too many adults between the food and those kids, it doesn't happen. Uh, So, you know, our model takes it right to the classroom we know exactly how many kids are in Uh the classroom we take that amount of bags and at three o'clock every kid just knows to go pick up that bag and go home how many of the kids do you think that and there's probably not many that don't need it but how many of the kids that don't need it share with the ones that do all of it we don't bring any food back so again a very excellent point thank you those kids if they don't need it they surely know their buddy that could use too yeah and to be honest with you it goes all the way to these teachers some of the teachers take this food home i mean they're not making scratch either. sure so uh, that's all we tell them at the beginning is we'll, we'll do anything in the world for you we'll bring you unlimited amount of food just don't waste it because people like this people like you are giving us that money i've got to promise you we're not going to waste it right and they they take that very much to heart that's awesome yeah and the school year's coming up here yeah, quickly yeah. Too now. three weeks or so isn't it, it? two three weeks it's rolling our first day packing will be august 25th and okay then we, so we, we run it through the uh the first less than two. a month yes sir yeah we'll be back down there and uh you know if anybody's interested in, in lending a hand and coming down and helping us you know it takes a lot of labor to do it um we have a really good website foodforthoughtdenver.org um, we got a buddy that built that for us. That's our lifeblood. That's where you learn about it. That's where you can learn to volunteer. That's where you can throw five bucks our way. Um, five bucks builds a bag for these kids. It doesn't take much. We get 12, 13 items in that bag. Yeah, Paul? For, oh, yeah. For five yeah. bucks. And people say, how do you do for five bucks? Well, that's the miracle. Of they the food they bank. look good. I mean, sometimes yeah. I'm hungry. You yeah. know, on a Friday morning, I'm thinking, yeah. boy. Most, most people that come down and assemble that bag say, that's a good you know, there's enough in there for a kid to eat snacks if he has to with no one to prepare for it. And we've got enough in there that you can make a meal or two. We put recipe cards in there. Yeah. says, hey, you want to make a casserole? Dump these three things in a pot. 
and stir it up, you have something. Uh, and then there's ramen and you know yeah. uh, fruit snacks and things like that, just to just to try to pedal their way through awesome. the Saturday and Sunday. And, and awesome. you're getting the food from the food bank of the Rockies. Yeah, they're absolute miracle workers. I mean, no food bank of the Rockies, no food for thought. Uh, in fact, there'd be no food banks around. Those people source all this for us, help us get it put together, help us with the recipes, think through the recipes, um, so that it's meaningful. You know, in that bag every single week. Awesome, Bob. Appreciate you. Love you guys, man. Thank no, you. thank you for thank what you're doing. Thank Appreciate you it very much. And you're the brainchild behind this, so no, we'll keep putting it out. Thank Bob, for thanks, sure. thanks for doing yeah, this. I mean, thanks for doing what you do. You're the guy that keeps this yep. going. That's right. Thank and you. it's right. It's Appreciate awesome. you very much. Thank you, brothers. There's not a lot that would get me up at four, five in the morning on a Friday <laughs> hey. morning when it's three degrees out. Real quick, I got a great listener, Jeff, up in Steamboat Springs, that wants to add to this. So go ahead, Jeff. Go ahead, sir. Yeah. Hey. So, Bob, you also know about the cattlemen. Uh, Colorado Cattlemen's Beef Association also hands out backpacks with these beef sticks in them. Um, that uh, to same kind of program, I think. They they give us and thank you for bringing that up. They have been with us now for two years. They put ah. a backpack. They put a beef stick in every backpack across the city. We're their largest quote unquote customer. They give us ah. unlimited beef sticks every single week. Deliver them to the food bank. They come to us and we put it in the bag every week. You're exactly right. Oh, how great. Uh, that's great. Yep. It's yeah, awesome. my friend, that's awesome. my friend, my friend uh, Todd Ingley's the president, and he's uh, he was telling me about that. He's a great guy. Yep. Yeah, they're amazing people and very generous as well. That's awesome. Jeff, thank you for yeah. that, as always. Yeah, and I'm sorry I'm not there this year. Yeah. I wanted to come, but I had to. I came home last night. <laughs> uh, that's all right. I hear you. Not a problem, Jeff. Next year. That's all right. Not I a problem. I had a good time there last year, that's for sure. <laughs> well, we appreciate you, Jeff. Thanks for being faithful. Yeah, you bet. All right, man. Appreciate you very much, and thanks for adding to that. So appreciate that. We, As you can tell, we have great listeners. Amen. A lot of great Amen. people. So we that's appreciate it. Yep. Yeah. All right. We'll be right back, guys. Call us if you have any questions. 303-477-5600. We'll be right back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Geno's Auto Service is celebrating 40 years in business with an air conditioning recharge special. Refrigerant in your air conditioning systems needs to be able to absorb heat to cool your vehicle's interior. But refrigerant gets contaminants, evaporates, and breaks down over time. We use a cooling machine that takes out the refrigerant and cleans it. Then we put the clean refrigerant back, topping off with Freon at the right level. Stay cool this summer by making sure your system is up to date and ready for this year's summer heat. Geno's is a Colorado family-owned business and proud to serve families in Littleton for 40 years. We back up our work with Napa's nationwide 36-month, 36,000-miles peace of mind warranty. We invite you to check out all our Google reviews. Give us a call or go online to schedule an appointment. To make your life simpler, Geno's offers loaner vehicles so you can drop your car off and pick up when ready. We're AAA approved and located at Bowles and Platte Canyon. Stop in or visit us online at genosautoservice.com. Your next oil change could change the life of your vehicle forever. If you think that's a tall order, maybe you've been getting the wrong oil change. A BG Performance Oil Change BG. comes with a lifetime of engine and fuel system coverage. And something else, peace of mind. Where do you find it? Find a shop in your neighborhood at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. Because an oil change that offers a lifetime of peace of mind is a change worth making. BG. Do you know what to do in a traffic stop? Kevin Flesh would like to give you a few tips to help keep you and your passengers safe. If you are being pulled over for a traffic violation, 
Slow down and put on your hazards. Find a well-lit location that is out of the lane of traffic. Keep your hands on the wheel where the officer can see them and be polite. If you feel it's necessary, record the traffic stop. And then if you need any legal help, call Kevin Flesh at Flesh Law Firm. Kevin is our legal eagle and is an expert in traffic altercations and accidents. So put this number into your phone, 303-806-8886. You can also find Kevin online at fleshlawfirm.com. Kevin Flesh, Flesh Law Firm and proud sponsor of Drive Radio. Napa a Napa guy knows that by the foot, there's no better ride than an old station wagon. Room for six people facing forward, two people facing backward, and a whole lot of luggage, lumber, and bicycles haphazardly strapped to the roof. If you can parallel park that beast, you can park anything. And with some quality parts and a little Napa know-how, you can keep your land ship running longer, stronger. It's not obsolete. It's a rare treasure. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. Have you been thinking about a new pair of glasses? Maybe some prescription sunglasses? Well, look no further than Stack Optical. Since 1968, yes, you heard me right. Since 1968, Stack Optical has been providing the most comprehensive quality ocular care for their patients. This family-owned business is proud to be one of the few optical offices that has their own on-site eyeglass production and eyeglass repair studio. Stack Optical, located at 2233 South Monaco Parkway, features the most extensive lines of eyeglass frames, sunglasses, and contact lenses to ensure that you love your appearance and experience superior comfort. Our comprehensive eye exams proactively diagnose eye conditions and diseases while providing the most accurate vision care. We welcome you to experience a lifetime of superior ocular care from doctors that are devoted to your eye health. Call now for your $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. At Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. All right, we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us. And again, yes, Food for Thought, great organization that we're here to really promote and assist. That's why this uh, car show is actually here, the Red Lion Run. Somebody called in and wanted to know, are there bumper stickers and so on available? And, Paul, I'm going to let you answer that because you know far more about that than I do. Uh, they, they have stickers here. They're at the T-shirt booth. Okay. So we're selling T-shirts today, really nice Which you're a part of as well. That's correct. And, and uh, that all the proceeds from the T-shirts are going to go to Food for Thought. And uh, they have the uh, red line stickers over there as well. Nice. So, yeah. So, folks, yes, plenty of that here, plus food and entertainment and there's a dj here and you can hear the music in the background plus we're here oh. that counts for anything i'm back we're here <laughs> just finally back and, and there's a lot of cars and things to look at and have fun with so not only all of the things we just mentioned are here but on top of that a lot of great people a lot of great listeners by the way a lot of you have come by and already said hi which we greatly greatly appreciate so thank you very much for doing that we really do appreciate that lines are open 303 477 Five six zero zero three zero three four seven seven five six zero zero. Don't forget the text line as well. Three zero seven two hundred eighty two twenty two three zero seven two hundred eighty two twenty two. And if you're in the area, it's worth stopping by just to get a sausage sandwich. And I mean that yes. with all sincerity. It is the, in my opinion, the best sausage sandwich. And if you don't know what that is, it's like 
a hamburger, only it's sausage with some different toppings than you would have on a hamburger. Am I saying that yeah, right? You're the Italian, Paul. you got to tell. You got to explain this better than me. You explained it perfectly. Okay. Yeah. It, it, it's, Italian, it's delicious. It's Italian hamburger. It, it is it, delicious. If they, if they had a restaurant, they'd be lined up to get in. Oh, man, yeah. I, I think at times I have a little Italian blood or something because all this stuff I just adore. It's it's delicious. Everybody wants to be an Italian. Oh, it's good food. It is, it <laughs> Am is I excellent. right, Paul? Absolutely. Excellent right. food. So No, it is awesome. So, again, let us know. Uh, any questions you've got, a lot of you have been texting in, which I appreciate as well. It's been a great day, by the way. Temperature-wise, oh. you, you cannot beat the day today as far as temperature. Uh, and, again, lines are open. We've got a call coming in now, but 303-477-5600, 303-477-5600. Any question you've got, by the way, let us know. Jeff's our transmission expert. Paul is our insurance expert, which we still have more things to cover on the insurance side. Although I'll say, this is a show for you guys. Yep. If you have a question about any of this, including the insurance side, and you've got a question for Paul specifically, please either text me or call us, and I'll get it taken care of in that way. So Paul can answer that for us when I'm at 303-477-5600. Question of the day. If you could have one vehicle and only one vehicle and drive it the rest of your life, what would it be? Somebody just answered that on the text line, a Chevy Suburban. Not a bad choice. Yeah. Pretty good, versatile, all-around vehicle. Uh, a little big to park in the city, but I've done it and have driven them, and it's no different than driving a pickup truck. So, really, at the end of the day, yeah, great, great choice. Alex and Littleton is next. Alex, go ahead. Hey, John. Good to finally speak with you. Thank you. I've got an early 70s Ford 250 truck, and I've got a couple of mysterious symptoms with it, with brakes and transmission. So I'll start with the brakes first. Okay. When I start out first and the engine's cold, whether the whole system is cold, I've got plenty of travel in the brake pedal. As I'm driving throughout the day, I don't know if it's heat expansion or something occurring with the brake booster, but my brakes will almost to the point of lock out, and I'm smelling brake material to the point where I have to pull off to the side somewhere off the highway and back off the adjuster screws. This is the weirdest thing. Don't know. I've never been able to resolve the symptom. Now, Ford being Ford. So so make sure I'm hearing this right. Pedal gets hard when hot, and it's actually locking the brakes up. Yes. Okay. And drums back, drums rear, disc front. No, all drums all the way around. Oh, okay, so it's old enough. So so it's like 70, what, 70, 71, something like that? 71, yes. Okay, all right. So I've got to think through this for a moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of them locking up or front or rear, can you tell? Sometimes it'll be the driver's side front or the driver's side or the passenger side front. And maybe every once in a while it'll be the driver's side rear. It's intermittent. Okay. okay. What and have you done have, to try to fix it? Well, I've removed the ratcheting mechanisms from the front hub, so there's no way that those screws can back off. Okay. Okay. So the only thing I can think of is some type of fluid expansion or the brake booster is retaining more pressure. Don't know. Weird. Or the master cylinder. Have, yeah. And this is going to be sound kind of stupid, but have you replaced your rubber hoses? Yes. Yeah, the soft lines going from the frames okay. to okay. their hubs. Yes, they have been replaced. Have you done the master uh, cylinder? That was done before I purchased the truck in 2019. So all the guy knew how to do before was drive the truck. And replace okay. the master cylinder. I haven't checked the master cylinder yet. I would. Okay. 
I would. Yeah. Also, that one, I, I doubt there's no, there's probably no proportioning valve on that. I think those just come straight out of the, out of the master cylinder to the front and rear. Am I correct in that? I don't think there's a proportioning valve, is there? No, no proportioning. But there's a distribution okay. block, and when I acquired the truck, there's the little illuminated light down low on the dashboard. Well, that was yeah. lit. And so the thing that I was thinking of, it was defective. When all along it was working properly. So there was a little slide switch, a little barrel pin yep. inside of that distribution yes, there block. Is. And of course, and of course, it knocked to the other side where I had to drill a hole into the block, knock it through with a punch, clean everything, and then put a stainless screw back into it and then um, seal it. I'm also wondering, is your distribution block a problem? Hmm. Can, you prob- can you find that part? Or have you even looked? No, I haven't. I, I think if it were me, my next step, if it was my truck, I would replace the master cylinder and that block both. Okay. Yeah, sure. I, the, I don't think it's a booster issue. I, I really, I mean, if the booster's working when it's cold uh, and you've got yeah. boost, you know, it sounds like you got plenty of boost all the way through, the booster typically is not going to change. There's nothing there really right. to change, as you know. I mean, it's it's vacuum operated. Uh, if you're not on the pedal at all, I would do yeah. the master cylinder just for peace of mind. Have you, have you right. done anything with the wheel cylinder? Mm, I did replace the front pair and the uh, the forward pair. Okay. And, and that probably didn't change anything at all. No. I don't think it's a wheel fine. cylinder issue. I, I, don't, I don't think it's yeah. an issue there. I was thinking if it was corroded and maybe yeah. season. But if you've changed them. Right. And, and what's weird is it's fine when it's cold. So this is a problem yeah. only when it's hot, when the fluid's yeah. heating up. Now, how, how I'm sure you've gone through and put new fluid in it too, correct? Yes, yep, drained all the system. Mm-hmm. The other thing I would do when you do all of this and you change the block and the master cylinder over, put silicon fluid in it and see if that helps anything as well. Hmm, okay. Put the new silicon fluid in it. Interesting. When yeah, you the, the when you flush the system, basically, do you notice is there any debris in it? Mm-mm, no, it's clear. Okay, it's clear. Okay. okay. Yeah, I, I would do that. I'd, I'd do the block, the cylinder, and silicon fluid. Right. Huh. You're not hurting okay. yourself doing any one of those three on that age of truck anyways. You know, and then, of yeah. course, last but not least, depending upon how you want to keep the truck original, you could put a disc brake kit on it since you're going to change the cylinder mm-hmm. out and so on. You, you, right. you know, some of these parts that you're changing would be the parts to change in doing a disc brake conversion. You, you could do all of that at the same time, by the way, and just put disc brakes on it. And- yeah, it's got power brakes on it, right? Yeah, it's got vacuum on it, yeah. yeah. You might want to check the adjustment. The rod. The rod right. between the yeah. vacuum mm-hmm. and, and, the the master, and the master cylinder. And the booster and the pedal, yeah. Yep. <laughs> but if it's fine cold, I doubt if that's changing. So that's what's so weird about it. It's, if this were all the time, I'd be looking at some of those more mechanical things. But nothing mechanically is changing when it's hot. Correct. So it's got to be something else fluid-related or mechanical in the fluid itself, and that's why I'm looking, thinking more master cylinder and the the distribution valve. And, again, Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to upsell you anything, but if you're thinking about doing anything disc brake-wise, which you know the advantages of doing, you're going to do these components anyway, so if you're going to do that, you might do the whole thing at once. And is your brake cap vented? Oh, brake cap vented? Oh, the master cylinder. Oh, the master connected. cylinder. Uh, no, it's sealed. That might be part of it too. You could be building up some heat in your in, causing, the, in the cylinder. Yeah, 
you know. pressurizing that cylinder. Yeah. Huh. One way to check that, that would be day. when it gets hot, take the cap off and see if it changes. Yeah, yeah true. See if it goes back to see normal. If, see if it goes, yeah, see if it goes away. Huh. Yeah, true. That's yeah, an easy check, like, by yeah. the way. That one's, just, yeah. that one's super easy. Yeah, true. And you're saying something like a silicone-based fluid for yeah, the and all the late model cars use it anyway, so it's easy to find. Back huh. in the day, a lot of the old cars we changed, mainly because it didn't collect moisture on an old car that sits a lot, and then it also mm -hmm. doesn't have the same heat change that you're dealing with right now. Exactly. The silicon fluid is more stable. And on a hot rod with really nice paint, it doesn't eat paint. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. That's sure. the biggest reason typically a car, you know, old car guys would go to silicon fluid is it doesn't eat the paint. So if you spill a little bit or there's a little leak, it doesn't eat the paint away on the... The you know if you dripped it or on the frame or the engine compartment or whatever it doesn't eat the paint away, like regular brake yeah. fluid does. Huh. Okay. Well, that's good to know. And then transmission. Okay. I've got a C6 transmission. Has okay. a three speed. Okay. It shifts. It upshifts fine, no problems. But when I'm slowing now, it, it feels like it drops from third down to first. Hard. So I don't know if it's the bands need to be adjusted or if it's something vacuum related. And um. Uh... I would probably check your vacuum modulator. Yeah. And make sure you got good vacuum on that line. Mm -hmm. Fords were notorious for carboning up that vacuum modulator line. Oh, yeah. And that what that does is it'll trap vacuum in that line so when it downshifts it'll hammer. Right. And so band adjustment is not gonna make your downshift nope. firm. That won't change anything. Okay. Uh it has an aftermarket that's, carburetor. That's what I would look at. Block. Yeah, it's got an Edelbrock, and I'm not. Yeah, thinking. and if they've changed it, make sure it's got the right vacuum port that it's yeah. coming out of. Because when guys change those right. carburetors, they don't always yeah. get the the lines back on the correct ports. You need manifold yeah. vacuum going to that line, and you should have at least ten to thirteen inches of vacuum. Okay. Okay. Huh. Okay. All right. Very good to know. Excellent. Thank you. For okay. Calling. Okay. Great questions, Alex. Thank you. No, that's awesome. And appreciate if, it. If Let you us know how that goes. Appreciate that. If you have to change that vacuum modulator out, make sure you get the modulator pin. Right. Okay. Uh, otherwise, you'll you'll hate life. All right. Hang tight. We'll come right back. Rand in North Glen. We'll be with you. We've got a couple lines open. 303-477-5600. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Hello, Drive Radio listeners. This is Chris Hammond with Kins and Leslie distributing your local BG Products distributor. Back again this week with your BG Tech Tip. This week, we're going to talk about the driveline components in your car, specifically the fluids in the driveline components of your car. Manufacturer recommendations for maintenance on these fluids vary significantly according to the year, make, model, and most importantly, the driving conditions. Most manufacturers list severe driving conditions as mountain driving, stop and go traffic, cold weather driving, hot weather driving, or towing and hauling loads. By my count, I've experienced all of these conditions just this week. So, how do you know when to service the fluids in your transfer case or differential? Our recommendation is to replace any fluid before the fluid has reached a point of failure. For driveline components, we recommend a 30,000 mile interval with our gear oils and limited slip additives. Many gear oils will show significant signs of shear breakdown and oxidation well in advance of 30,000 miles and should be serviced prior to the point of failure in order to protect your driveline components. So, 
to ensure that your mountain driver, toy hauler, or traffic sitter stays trouble-free and fun to drive, replace your gear oils with a high-quality gear oil every 30,000 miles and take full advantage of all the great outdoors of our wonderful state. Thanks again, Drive Radio listeners. This is Chris Hammond with BG Products. We'll talk to you again next week. Do you know that your windshield is getting more expensive to replace? Most vehicles have options that help keep the vehicles from avoiding accidents or even keep it in the traffic lane. These windshields require more than just a replacement of the glass. They also require a calibration of the computer system to make sure everything is operational to the specifications the manufacturer set when the vehicle was built. You can't trust the traveling glass replacement shop to do these necessary calibrations as they require special equipment and in most cases an indoor shop to perform the calibration. We have two Novus locations that can replace your windshield and also do these calibrations. Novus Fort Collins and Novus Sterling. Both are fully equipped with the latest technology to service your vehicle properly. Find either location by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured. But you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, You'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. All right, we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Rand in North Glen, you are next. Go ahead, Rand. You're up. Yeah, my question is, uh, is there anybody up north, around the North Glen area, you'd recommend to replace the timing belt on the 2000 Nissan Frontier? Up north, we've got Arvada West in Arvada that could do that. And then all the way north is Legacy Automotive up in Boulder. Okay. What kind of, uh, what would be a fair price for something like that? I haven't the foggiest idea. I haven't priced out service work along those lines, Rand, in ages. Just I couldn't curious. tell you. I'd have to look it up. Three and I have and no half idea. years for me. I have no idea. Okay. I really don't, right. Rand. I couldn't tell you. That that one, okay, you have to, right. and, and, and most of the shops will want to look at the vehicle prior to giving you a uh, price because they want to see the vehicle, what all's entailed, what they need to do, and so on. So the most likely, I mean, honestly, if I'm consulting them, they're not giving you a price over the phone. They want to see the vehicle first. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. I okay. appreciate it. Thank you for your Same help. reason why I can't give you one. I, I can't see the vehicle. I don't know what all's needed and so on. But those guys can take care of you and help you out. Ted is joining us now from the... Well, it's the Collector Car Council. It's the show we're going to be doing next week. Make sure you pull the mic up nice and tight so we can hear you good there, and I'll get you going there. There we go. You good? Yeah, I think we're good. Yeah. So so talk a little bit about next week. 
Well, we like to think it is the biggest show in the state. It is? Yeah. Uh, been doing it for several years. The Collector Car Council, formerly the Antique Automobile, Antique Automobile Council. Correct. But people objected to the antique part, so we made it Collector Car Council. Okay. And they was out at Front Range Airport for many years. Yep, we were. Town and Fairgrounds. Even had Castle Rock for a while. Okay. Now we're out at uh, Rocky Mountain. Rocky Mid- or Jeffco, I call so, it. But yeah. So, us old, us old timers call it Jeffco. But yeah. Yep. I live right there, so that's nice and close. So it's a great show for those of you, again, if you want to be out and about next week. Again, today we're at the Red Lion Run over at Loprino Foods in the Wheat Ridge area, I guess, or West Denver area, I should say. East Wheat Ridge, North, West Denver. North Denver. Or North Denver, I guess. Not West Denver, North Denver. Um, 38th and Quivis. And literally just a little bit south of I-70 in Pecos is kind of the area that we're in. It's the old it's the old Little Italy area, right, Paul? Am yep. I saying that correctly? That's correct, yes. Okay. So Little Italy of Denver area is yes. where we're at right now. Um, next week, again, we'll be up on top of the hill. Next week's a different show. This one is big. Don't get me wrong. Nice big show here at Laprino Foods. A lot of food and people and so on. Next week, though, kind of double or triple the size of what this one is is what we'll be doing up on the hill is, is the way to look at that. Right, Ted? Yes, and that's our fundraiser that supports our lobbyists. Which, talk, that's really yeah. why I want to have you on. What, talk about that side of it. What all do you several, guys do? Several years back, we decided that the need for lobbyists was important because okay. there were so many things happening at the state house that that they had. they're not car guys they don't know what's going on along those lines at all. Okay, but correct. Yes. So I mean, no offense, politicians. Most of them are not then, car guys. Every now and then there is one right. that gets elected, but very few. Right. So years ago, we used the service of uh, Leo Boyle, who is the oldest ten-year lobbyist in the state house. Okay. And back in the day, we used to be able to support them with the Colfax crews, the Havana crews. Right. Uh, we had all of them venues. Right. Now we only have the one. Okay. So that is how we support Leo. And uh, Leo does a great job. So give us, us some examples of, I, I know, but the listeners don't. Give some examples of some of the things that you guys have worked on and, and gotten handled in Colorado. Well, years ago, it started with... The triangle orange-shaped placards for slow-moving vehicles. Okay. They passed a law that if you were not keeping up with traffic, you had to have to have a, a slow vehicle plate on the back of your car. Well, that was one of the things they went after right away and got it out. Okay. Then it was you could only have so many cars in a row. You're holding up traffic. So that was another thing they went out. Then lately we had things like the crusher bill that was fat going to pass we were able to head that off to okay. where they wouldn't crush all these cars okay um, pollution's probably the biggest thing pollution regulations that we got the classic car plates that people thank are you on that was one right I, was, I really wanted you to mention of them. Yeah, yeah street run plates yep. um, right now we're for the last several years been working on the front plate license oh thank uh, you because a lot of street rods please do please run front plates yeah corvettes don't even have a place to put them in a lot of so. and, and there's a, and by the way that is such a convoluted thing and i know the reasoning as to why they say you need it but if you buy a new car as a temp tag there's no front plate you get an out-of-state car that comes through some states only require one plate it's so inconsistent that to me it just doesn't if you want to run two, knock your socks off if you want to run run one run one can't talk Run one plate, be my guest as well. To me, it ought to just be a choice, Ted. Yeah, I agree. 
a lot of the pushback was from the Colorado State Patrol. Of course, they think it's a big deal to have a front plate yeah, for, have front plate for accidents and other things. But, I, again, I could debate those guys all day long yeah. on that because of what I just said a few yeah. moments ago. Well, and the reality is the majority of mischief, I'll say it that way, that you may even have to get into in finding those individuals, just my own opinion, Ted, the average person is not the person they're looking for anyways in those sorts of circumstances. So again, as usual, government is penalizing a whole group of people for a very small portion of people that might even be an issue in the first place. That's my view of their, that's my comeback to the state patrol. I, I agree. And their issue at first was 470. Anything that had the license plate reader, they read it off the front plate. So they said we have to have the front plate yeah, that's changed to now. read our license plate. Well, now they yep. got a little sticker in the that's window, right. so you don't need. And the they're reading plate. the back plate anyways. They're not the reading the front anyways yeah. now. So, so that's it, a, that's a non-issue too. Sometimes they come up with a they think a good idea. It's an excuse. And, and you got to have somebody there. Correct. You got to have watch. somebody. You got to have somebody doing what I'm doing with you in that world on the lobbying side to explain to all of them no 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 time out you you guys are only hearing one side of the equation here here's the whole picture right you're absolutely right leo leo boyle the lobbyist has been there so long that a lot of them will come to him when they're thinking about carrying a bill or sponsoring a bill they'll come to leo first and say what's our chances of this bill going through and Leo, in turn, will talk to us. And he'll let them know. Right. Probably not. Okay. Because car people represent, this hobby represents, I don't know how many thousands in the state of Colorado. And Hundreds of thousands. Yes. And they all vote. Yes. And when you let them know that something's come down the pike that's going to interrupt their hobby, you know. Well, and, and it didn't necessarily interrupt the hobby but one of the in my opinion one of the worst decisions that happens to, that's happened to Colorado of late was them passing this only using a carb approved catalytic converter in Colorado it's doing nothing but punishing the very people that are at the low end of the income spectrum who quite honestly can't park in a garage have the biggest uh, how should I say the biggest targets for theft and so on when it comes to that because they're usually parked on the street or curb or whatever the case may be they, they ended up hurting probably some of the very individuals that they think they're helping by having these cleaner catalytic converters, which there's a debate on even are they or aren't they. But bottom line, that was one of those laws or, or bills that passed, if you would, that should never have. Right. It's not a collector car issue per se, but it sure is affecting the state right now. Right. We worked a long time on getting the collector plate passed. We also worked on a long time year manufacturer plate. And so... When we got that through, a lot of folks went to go buy their 1957 license plate so they could put it on their car. Well, then the pushback was the readers on the highway won't read them because they're a plate from 1957. So they worked it out to where now your original 57 plate is registered to you. Correct. And so you'll get a ticket if you're driving too fast or, or a parking or whatever the case may be. But, but, you know, the, but the bottom line, because, again, and, and I know that you guys know this and your lobbyist knows this as well, the person with those kinds of plates, which is me, by the way, as well, we're not using that car in that manner most of the time anyways. We're talking about a very, 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 very low faction of the collector car world that would even be doing that in the first Absolutely. place, right? 
I mean, Absolutely. most of what we're doing is this today yeah. and where we're at now. Absolutely. Yeah. And we, we got pushback because some guy puts a collector car plate on his 1965 pickup and he uses it for work. And so we get a pushback. Well, you know, the, to me, that's that's local law enforcement ma- making sure they're enforcing that. If they see that guy going to a job site daily, they need to be one the handling that. Minimal. It's I mean, minimal, it right. Because most guys are buying newer pickup trucks to work out of, not that truck anyways. Correct? Right. Absolutely. So it's really not a big issue. And again, to your point, they'll focus on one small little idiosyncrasy that they want to kill everything else on, even though the majority of it will be positive when it's all said and done. So I can't emphasize enough for all of the folks out there that belong to car clubs or even don't belong to car clubs mm-hmm. to support. It's called Friends of Collector, you know, Friends of Collector Cars, and it's our pack, and uh, that's how we're supported. That's how we pay Leo. Okay, is, is through the pack. I run, I run the pack. So most car shows, we're out and about. If people want to, I have people, you know, give me a hundred bucks, give me fifty bucks, give me ten bucks, you know, it's gotta be in a check. Awesome. I can't take cash. Right. But yeah. that's what we. Okay. That's what we do. Awesome. Well, appreciate you being here. We'll see you again next week because we'll be out there as well and we'll probably get you back on again and in the meantime i'll challenge you between now and then give us some other things that you guys maybe even have in the works right now that folks can be a part of that they can really feel like hey i gave to have x happen so i'll encourage you to do that for us for next week okay thank you for what you do we appreciate it thank you appreciate we enjoy being a part of what you guys do as well so thank you very much Ted, th- see you take next care. Week. We'll see you next week. We appreciate it. We'll take a quick break. We're going to come back. Paul and I grow again with us from Group Insurance Analyst. That is, by the way, e-gia.com. Jeff Kitty with me as well. He's our transmission expert. Any questions for us at all, please let us know. 303-477-5600. Text line 307-200-8222. We'll come right back. This is Drive Radio KLZ 560. No one likes to be that person. You know the one stuck on the side of the road, busted tire, making everyone slow down to get around them. With Legacy Automotive's new tire sales, you don't have to be that person ever. Here in our Colorado climate, you might be closer to needing new tires than you think. A bad set of tires can be dangerous and even life-threatening. Tires should be regularly examined for cracks, bulges and blisters, and other signs of wear and tear on your vehicle. The skilled team at Legacy Automotive in Boulder will be able to examine your current set of tires, let you know what they recommend based on what they find, and help you get on the road. Legacy Automotive is a Napa Gold Certified Auto Care Shop and employs ASC Certified Technicians. So don't be that guy, and make an appointment at Legacy Automotive today at 303-396-0555, or visit them online at LegacyAutomotive.com. Legacy Automotive, locally grown auto repair. Most oil changes are the same. Old oil out, new filter, new oil in. It's a routine, a chore on the to-do list. What if your oil change wasn't the same as the rest? What if it was life-changing? BG. A BG oil change can change your life because it comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system, which means a lifetime of peace of mind for you. Find a shop near you at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. BG. Hunting down that hard-to-find part for an out-of-the-ordinary car can be quite a time-consuming chore. Unless, of course, you just go around the corner to your local Napa Auto Parts store, where we have over 310,000 parts, all of them made to fit and perform just like the original. 
Yeah, there are people who say it's the journey and not the destination. But those people have never tried to find an alternator for an 82 Fiat on a Saturday. Go to NapaOnline.com for the location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. Have you ever thought about owning a classic car, hot rod, older truck, or an out-of-the-norm vehicle? Worldwide Vintage Autos is the place to go for all your vintage car and truck needs. With over 80,000 square feet of indoor showroom and warehouse space, they make the shopping experience easy. Every vehicle they sell is checked out by their own staff and is verified as a roadworthy vehicle, and this includes consignment vehicles. When you buy a vehicle from Worldwide, it's a vehicle you can safely drive home. They sell over 1,200 vehicles a year, and most of their inventory comes from people like you and me. If you want to eliminate the hassle of selling your vintage or unique vehicle, give them a call today. By the way, sign up today for the VIP list. They'll give you updates on all their new inventory that the general public doesn't see yet, and it's at a discounted price. Worldwide Vintage Autos. Don't let the name fool you. They sell worldwide, but their showroom is right here in Denver. Find them today at WorldwideVintageAutos.com or call 877-378-4679, and make sure you tell them John Rush from Drive Radio sent you. Ladies and gentlemen, rev up your engines and mark your calendars for the 6th Annual Rocky Mountain Car Show and Swap Meet. It's going to be an incredible event for car enthusiasts and families alike. Get ready to experience one of the largest car shows in the area. Join us on August 5th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the Rocky Mountain Metro Airport, conveniently located at 11905 Corporate Way in Broomfield. Entertainment will be in full swing throughout the day, ensuring there's never a dull moment. Prepare for the thrill of airport flybys, showcasing the beauty of flight. Treat your taste buds to a mouth-watering selection of food options. From live music to engaging activities, there's something for everyone. Don't miss your chance to display your prized vehicle at the car show. Car show entry is just $10, and you can park your classic or unique ride starting at 8 a.m. It's an opportunity to showcase your passion for automobiles and support the Collector Car Council of Colorado. We've got an extra treat for you. Drive Radio will be broadcasting live from the event. Come by and say hello to John Rush and his crew. Tune in, turn up the volume, and join the excitement. So mark your calendars for August 5th. The 6th Annual Rocky Mountain Car Show and Swap Meet is an event you don't want to miss. Gather your friends and family for a day filled with automotive wonders, delicious food, captivating collectibles, thrilling flybys, and live entertainment. Remember, car show entry is $10, and spectator admission is just $5 per adult. All funds raised go towards supporting the Collector Car Council of Colorado. All right, we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Thanks for joining us today. We appreciate it very much. Myself, Jeff Kitty, of course, with us. He's our transmission expert. We've got uh, Paul and Iger, also group insurance analyst with us. And didn't do a lot of insurance stuff this particular uh, hour, but we had a lot of other things we did instead. Oh, Paul, we had, so we had great thank you. stuff on there. Yeah. Thank you. Housekeeping. Well, yeah, there's always housekeeping things to do. And, again, we've got a big event next week as well. We'll be up at the uh, Rocky Mountain Airport, so uh, be sure to come out and say hi there as well. Again, lines are open, 303-477-5600. Got a little bit of time left in this particular hour. Then we got one more full hour coming your way, of course. We'll be here till 1 o'clock. The show here today goes till about 3. Uh, we're going to have the national anthem here in just a few minutes. But uh, bottom line, if you get a chance to come by and say hi, please do. There's a lot of great cars, trucks, bikes, trikes. 
Uh, you yeah. name it, Jeff, they're all here. And, again, we appreciate each and every one of you that come by and said hi. I really mean that sincerely. So uh, question of the day today was what is a vehicle that you would want to own and drive the remainder of your life. What is that particular vehicle? And if you want to call in and tell us what that is, feel free to do so. Again, 303-477-5600. Text line 307-200-8222. Somebody asked if I'm selling a vehicle back to the dealership, just you know, taking my vehicle, going to the dealer, what should I be looking for? And that is a big, big question and the one thing i asked back was you know what is the vehicle miles and so on this happens to be a very nice vehicle low mile flawless i mean i guess the first tip i would give somebody where you're looking to take a vehicle and sell it to any entity any kind of a business where that's what they do use car lot um what doesn't matter what's one of the dealers in town it could be uh, carmax some of the guys actually will write you a check for the car number one do your research What's the vehicle worth? You, you can pretty much figure that out. Now, on a vehicle in this particular case where it's a 2021 and it's only got 9,000 miles, that one gets a little more difficult because you're not going to find too many comparables. It's like a house appraisal. And, Paul, over here, you're, you're agreeing with yeah. me. You know exactly where I'm going with this. It gets a little bit more dicey because even on the insurance side where you're starting to see you know, diminished values and things like that if there's a wreck and so on, it gets a little more difficult because it's hard to find comps for certain vehicles. You get a really low-mile vehicle, hardly been driven. It's a cream puff, no scratches, no nothing. That's a hard car to go find comparable prices to because, as you know, Paul, there's not a lot of cars in the market that have been sold to figure out what are those values. And just because there's one for sale out there, that doesn't necessarily mean that's the value because that car hasn't sold yet. There's this old saying, what's something worth, Paul? It's worth what somebody's willing to pay. Exactly. That's the answer. Now, when it comes to selling to a dealer, what you really have to figure out is what do you think somebody's willing to pay for the car that's not them? Now, they're going to have to make markup. Nothing wrong with that. They're in the business to make money, and I get that. What's a fair markup? You know, that's between you and them to kind of figure out. Most used car dealers, a, a new car dealer even, they're going to want to make on a, new, on, a, on a purchase like this where they're writing you a check, and I don't blame them for this, they're going to make 1000 bucks minimum. If they're not making 1000 bucks, they're not going to mess with it. And quite honestly... I can't argue that. Some of them are going to make a couple thousand, maybe even 2500 That's where you have to kind of start that negotiation and figure out what do you think a fair price is. But my point is you've got to go in with an idea of you know the value of your car. Otherwise, you could get taken advantage of because it's a really, really good cream puff that they know they're going to put on the lot for, I don't know, forty grand, and they're only offering you thirty-five. Well, that's a big difference. And you got to know some of those numbers going into it. And, Paul, that's where it gets a little difficult figuring out what those values are. And also, uh, are they going to be buying a new car from that dealer? That's another question. Because yep. if you are, you don't really want to sell it and then go buy something later because of the sales tax end of things, which in the state of Colorado, you only pay the difference between what you've traded versus the sale price of the car. That's what sales tax is figured on. So if you're going to eventually buy another car, yeah, don't sell it outright. You want to trade that car in, and it's, there's a math situation there, a math problem you have to do. If I sell it myself, here's what I can get. If I go trade it, here's what they're going to allow me. Here's the difference between the allowable and what they're going to sell me the new car for. That's what my sales tax is based on versus if I went in and wrote a check or financed the entire car, here's the sales tax. you got to do the math and figure out which way are you better off going when it's all said and done. And, and the bottom line is you have to do the research, as you said. 
And and if you're buying a new car and trade and selling yours back or, or trading in, uh, now that dealer is going to make money twice. Correct. And correct. And so and that's the, and they're that, in the business to do, do so. That. Just remember that. And that's part of the negotiation. That's exactly right. Now. Everything I just said, by the way, applies to, this is where I'm dovetailing it back into Paul, everything I just said dovetails into when you start looking at values for totaled vehicles or diminished values and things like that, that gets a little more dicey because, again, you have to know you have to know the value of your car prior to the accident to even know some of those answers. And then the other thing is when they're totaling your car, there's a salvage value. Correct. There's room to negotiate. Yes, there there is. Okay, so people don't realize that sometimes. Yes, there is. And I've seen situations where insurance company was going to total a vehicle, uh, and it was it was like less than two hundred dollars, and we negotiated the salvage value on it, and it wound up not being totaled. Okay, so there's again to your point. I guess there's this old saying: everything's negotiable. It's pretty true. Now, I know some things maybe aren't, but in most cases, things are negotiable, especially when we're talking in the realm of what we're talking right now. Uh, Values of cars, buying, selling, trading in, getting somebody to pay for your car that you have now, insurance claims when 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 we're talking about total loss or diminished values or things like that. Those things are all negotiable. And 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 don't roll over. And and with insurance claims, one thing you always remember is that that uh, claims adjuster uh, processor wants that off their desk That's right. as soon as possible. So the more time you have, the more time you have to, to negotiate. You know, better I'm, I'm glad you just said that. This is something maybe we can even talk about the last hour because I don't think you've, you and I have ever talked about this. When you talk about, oh, sorry, Jeff. When you talk about, um, um, are, are you okay? Can you hear? The anthem. Oh, we're early though. I'm not. I can't. Okay, let me just turn the the volume down yeah. out there, and we'll be okay on that because uh, we still got to talk here because we got a few more minutes left. So, Paul, question I have for you: When it comes to certain adjusters, because I know there's, for lack of better terms, freelance adjusters. When it comes to one of those individuals, and they're not necessarily working for the insurance company, but they're an independent contractor. Let's just put it that way. Does that change anything as far as what we just said? Well, usually not because the independent adjuster is going to then take their results and send it to the actual claims examiner okay. who will work for the insurance company. Okay. Okay, so um, uh, the, the independent guy wants to get it done as soon as possible to get paid. But once it's on the desk of the... Uh, of the guy making the decisions. ...decision, that person, they get evaluated by how quickly they process stuff that's one of the criteria so they want to get it done they don't like it sitting on their desk for a long time okay and so you start negotiating or you start dragging it out they'll bend Um, good good advice so when you have like major car repair done engine transmission stuff like that that is that what is part of that negotiation well, it can be, but normally it, it's it's uh, they're coming back and saying we've determined the salvage value on this is thirty eight hundred dollars. Okay, and if it was thirty four hundred, they wouldn't be totaling it out. Got it. 
Okay. And that's where I'm coming in. I'm mm-hmm. saying I want that 400. Mm-hmm. Okay, because uh, I want to get this process, but I don't want that salvage. Got it. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay. But, you know what? Let's d- next hour. We can talk more about that because there's a lot of things I think we can help people with to get into those situations. I've even had conversations via, t- you know, email, texting, and so on. So we'll come back. Don't go anywhere. Got on the full hour. We're live. Red Lion Run, Laprino Foods out in the uh, little North Italy Denver. area of Denver is what I should say, and that's really what it is. So we'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Uh, on, on remote, by the way, this is Drive Radio KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments, download previous programs, and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.